0: You can't open new doors with old keys. You're going to have to change how you think, how you see things, um, how you introduce yourself, um, how you are going to enter into whatever conversation, whatever partnership, whatever relationship. Things will have to be different. You have to you have to choose that. You have to make that choice to do things differently, or else is gonna be called insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So you have to come to yourself and know that I have to approach this differently.
1: you podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners fans subscribers and friends we talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic societal and cultural perspective we believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future so subscribe to our channel rate review and let us empower you What's up, friends? If you're anything like me, you realize that eating healthy meals supercharges your productivity and gives you a clear mind so that you can solve more problems at work or in your business. Smile More Meal Prep service lets you choose from a variety of healthy food options that will fit your dietary needs while putting a smile on your face. So you can stop stressing about eating healthy throughout the week and buying lunches because Smile More Meal Prep has got your back. And if you use the promo code EMPOWER, you'll receive 15% off your order. So click the link in the show notes, order your healthy, delicious meals, relax, and smile more. Welcome to Empower You Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. My name is Kid Boy Cooper. I'm the creator and host of Empower You Podcast, and this is going to be an incredible episode. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about um, buying a house or getting a degree. Now, you may not see those two as conflicting um, you know, uh, decisions to make, but the reality is with the price of education at this point and the price of housing, um, you start to have a bit of an either or decision to make um, because of the price of schooling and things like that. And I'm not against schooling, I'll say that, uh, nor am I against home ownership. But what I am saying is that if you're going to be doing uh, either, you're going to need to have a lot of information about the ramifications of taking out loans, um, as well as have some kind of strategy on how you're going to use this degree that you have. Um, there's a lot of different things to it. And I'm not a, a credit uh, specialist uh, or strategist. And so um, I've got an, a, a terrific person on who's gonna to talk to us about this. So um I have with me today uh Tamara Lucas, who is a part of Lucas um Lucas Group Solutions LLC, which specializes in tax strategies, uh credit strategies for small businesses, uh, local entrepreneurs, larger businesses. Um, they teach you exactly what you need to do. I'm talking the cards, the people you need to call, um, the strategies on how to work multiple cards, how to open accounts for your business, how to make sure everything is listed stuff. I didn't even know was a thing, uh, tomorrow freely shares this information with her group. Um, in order to help them be on the winning end of debt, right? Um, Because they use debt as a tool in her group. Now, when I was coming up, debt was always, you wanted to stay as far away from debt as possible. But when I listened to the strategies that come from uh, the Lucas Solutions LLC, I keep wanting to call you a realty group uh, tomorrow uh, because I saw the work that you were doing with your house. I'm like, oh my God, she does houses too. So it's been an honor to watch how you continue to show up and serve your clients and your community with these incredible uh, credit strategies. And so as I was uh, putting together this, uh, this series about education, uh, we have to talk about the expense of education. We have to talk about the debt implications of education um, and how we got to tackle these subjects. And I'm not a debt expert, nor am I a credit expert. And so I figured... I'm gonna, I'm gonna have tomorrow come on here and, and and educate us all on this. So, thank you so much for being here. I, I truly appreciate your patience and uh, your your willingness to come on here. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing well, and thank you so much for the opportunity to come on and share um, some of my knowledge. And of course, I hope that I'll be able to impact someone else's life, that thought process on how debt is not always bad because that's something that we've always been taught that right. is you know, a bad thing but there's good debt and there's bad debt so the important is that the importance is that you understand which one is which and how you can utilize um the one that you decide absolutely on.
1: absolutely so um before we jump into all these questions i have uh I want you to tell us a little bit about uh, what motivates the work that you do and and how long you've been doing it. Some of your experience. Just tell us about your world a little bit.
0: Sure. Um, So I started out in about 2000 uh, in the beginning phase of 2000 as a licensed realtor. Um, So as a licensed realtor, you know and understand it's an independent contractor. So meaning you're not employed by Mm. anyone. Um, You are it. So, of course, many um, entrepreneurs, they um, want to get into that space, um, whether it's investing, wholesaling, um, just absolutely being a listing agent or absolutely being exclusively a buyer's agent. But um, the turn for that specific um, career could be that you there's a lack of funding. Um, And there's also a lack of financing. So you are essentially funding your career um, solely on maybe your personal or if you um, just so happen to be um, really good at what you're doing in the beginning of phases of the career, you'll have some finances to fund and thrive the business. So um, that's what got me into um, entrepreneurship and understanding the facets of it and then knowing that I needed to figure out, um, have a resource, have a tool on how I could continue what I really had a passion for, um, which is serving others, um, allowing them to see the other end of not always having to live in an apartment or you know, whatever housing um, options they had, but essentially the American dream is to be a homeowner.
1: Wow, that's amazing. So you started mm-hmm. off as a realtor and then you just started to develop yeah. these skills. And so now you're helping people with more than just um, using uh, good debt, right? To purchase a home right. and things like that. But you've also expanded that into just entrepreneurship startup credit. Am I understanding that right?
0: Right um just uh, of course becoming an entrepreneur there's di- different sides um some people have it as a hobby you know they start out as a hobby and then they say okay I'm kind of good at this and then they turn it into an essential business um, but of course, many times the deterrent for um, individuals not to go into a full-fledged business or, or that business soars or thrives is because it's a lack of funding, mm. a lack of financing. They're financing their business solely on their personal financing. So you're trying to, you're balancing your personal um, budget as well as a business, for lack of a better word, a business budget um because there's no funding there. So, um I went along in the my career. Um I did pretty well um, for a while, but then it got to a turn where the the um business of being a realtor became saturated. So, I live here in Texas in Houston, Texas. So, we have over 43,000 agents. So, yeah. You can run into someone, they say they're buying a house, but they may not use you because their sister, their brother, their aunt, their uncle, their cousin has a real estate license as well. Wow! So you have to become really creative and it could be, you know, um, a dip for you um, within 30 days, 40 days, you may not have a sale. Um, you may not be able just to, um, you know, sustain. So um, having to become, you know, really creative And the facet of real estate became a demand for me. And um, once I became um, an agent with the Pacific Broker, she was on the commercial side. Mm -hmm. Um, And and it taught me a little bit more about commercial real estate as well as how they were funding those deals. Um, They were essentially entities. Um, you just became a uh, form formated your business, your career as a realtor. You became a business. Mm. So you became an LLC, a formation. You formed your business entity. Then you were able to get funding um, for that business. And then you were able to do whatever is possible to get funding for your business and maintain that career, that real estate career. Oh,
1: wow. I never even thought about that. You make your entire. Right. Yeah. That makes so much sense okay
0: becoming creative wow
1: Mm -hmm. well that's well i'm already learning things i did not know because i mean real estate (laughs) is not my is not my 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 deal so um i think it's just fascinating what's happening in the market right now and i also was like man i better stay out of it i had considered doing some commercial real estate at the beginning of this year but mm-hmm. I made the decision to spend that money I would have used for earnest money and everything else and invest it back okay. into my business, which I'm very okay. happy I did. Um, it was an interesting moment. Uh, I was like, wow, maybe I'll do this, maybe I won't. But um, it's still, you know, I'm I'm happy what I did, what I felt like was the best option for me. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, that's it's that's, that's just an entire world I know nothing about. And so, uh, right. I love you you seem to like just there's so much information you just so easily share about things. I'm like it's it's fascinating to see and to hear stuff you just didn't even know you didn't even know.
0: Oh wow. Thanks. My one of my coaches tells me um like like you just said, you know, it's not that many people that will share yeah. information. Um, easily but if you don't have the information to share easily that means you don't know enough mm. you need to you need to get yeah. more you need to learn more so that's been my pack to always know and find out and research and have more information to provide there's a there's a world out here that is lost that's running just turning around in a circle have no idea what to do and how to do it um it's just it's just amazing how much um, there are there are so many business owners out there that just don't have the resources and tools yeah. to continue on, you know, with their business. Um, they're wanting to, they have the passion, they have a good concept, a great business model, but they don't have the funding. Yeah.
1: Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. So in regards to to this series, you know, as far as, you know, education and things like that, what did you, mm-hmm. you know, what are you noticing? Uh, with the entrepreneurs and the and the business owners that you're helping, do you feel like a lot of them are educated? and so um, they're leveraging a lot of school debt as well. Do you feel like um, that's not as much of a thing for you? Do you has school loans affected your career? Um, because as we're we're talking about education, um, I'm my goal is to broaden our understanding broaden our ideas around what education is, first of all, and how we're integrating education into our lives. Um, Because in my opinion, gone are the days of just going to school because somebody said you should go to school. You need to be very, you need to understand exactly why you're going to school, have some kind of a plan because more times than not, you know, your instructors cannot keep up with the market. And so there's new industries and new literally new jobs that need to be done for companies that the university can't teach you. And okay. so if we're going right. to be um advising young people or even our peers to go back to school for this or that, um I think we got to have a real solid strategy on what we're going to do and what we're going to do about the debt cuz not everybody has 40 grand to drop on school, 20 grand right. to drop on school. Right. So what, what has been right. your experience with, with education um, and with um, the education of the clients that you serve?
0: Um, it's been interesting. So um, myself, I was in that um, whirlwind of in the mindset of thinking that I had to go to school in order to. Um, accomplish anything, any goals, you know, we were always told you need a degree, you need to go to school, you need to have this, this is what happens. The only way you're going to be successful if you go to school. But I've learned throughout time that those things do not pertain because time, seasons change. So things will change and the concept of how um, things will go on will change back then maybe um i was at, i was in college in like right, 95 1995 that was a thing that was what it was um but not understanding the debts mm. That we were getting ourselves into the student loan debt, um, we we had no understanding, we had no strategy. Um, there were not any other options. Trade school now is a big thing with with um, with kids. The shortening of college and school, um, you're learning an immense amount. It's like a fast track um, and at a lesser cost. Some students or some people they feel like school is where they need to be. There's a lot to happen and go on when you go to college there's a social aspect there's experience of um you know school and life and uh, building character critical thinking there's a lot of opportunity there but if you don't strategically have a plan when you're attending um, in reference to the debt, um, do you, have you completed scholarships or are you being awarded scholarships? Grant opportunity. Um, also just understanding how you're going to consolidate or how you're going to minimize or mitigate that debt, you know, long-term. So um, I'm not a strong proponent of college only because I know the experience that I've had Um, I have a 16 year old now that um, wants to be a traveling nurse Um, and also she wants to go to law school um, as well once she completes her bachelor degree Um, but she's come to me because she's um, we've talked about it for a while and um, now she's deciding that there's another trade school there's another avenue for her Um, we we're always going to college prep um, forums always talking about scholarships, um, always making sure that her grades are where they need to be so that we can qualify for the scholarships. So um, just not having that strategic plan before, but knowing better now, um, that's a, a, a great um, opportunity for um, individuals to understand that student loan debt can be detrimental if you don't have a plan. It
1: absolutely can. And I think it's so, it's, it's really frustrating that um, we get a lot of push, a lot of pressure right. to get a degree or something like that. But nobody really talks about what to do after the gr- degree is had and how to really structure your life or to do what you need to do to mitigate all of the debt that you're in. And I think that's a real, real disservice. And it bitters uh, the taste of any type of uh, higher education because as again industries are continuing to change and so you could literally right. get a degree in something and right. it not really be helpful for what you're trying to do anymore At because the, the four years it took you to get that degree that whole industry right. changed and your your institution right. didn't change anything because right. they don't know, you know- how
0: Right. The sad thing is, even in high school right now, um, the students should be learning about debt, financial literacy. Um, those are not even classes that are being offered in much of the high school um, classrooms right now. That's important that the children, um, the students understand what debt is, the financial literacy portion that's going to be important for them to even thrive in life. Um, but what's, what's being taught is continuing the education track. Yeah. Um, and it may not be something that students are really interested in if, in fact, they were given the options and understanding. We're talking about young yeah. minds, young intellectual minds that really probably don't know what they want to do past six months yeah. from now, you know, after they even get out of school. So, um, I mean, high, um, higher education college is a great institution, but it's not for everyone. It's not for all students. Yeah.
1: And then you, what, what happens after that is that you have a bunch of you know folks who are my age 25 to 30 or whatever and they're looking right. at the time and the investment that they made and they don't necessarily know where they fit into society um because right. jobs are listing things that nobody's an expert in yet you know there, there's industries no. that have been out for a less amount of time but it would have taken you to get a degree you know and so uh, i don't i don't see institutions being able to keep up with the rapid changes that are happening and for a lot of folks they're thinking about either going back to school or finding mm-hmm. some new trainings or things well, that's why i feel like online education is blowing up because there's a lot of supplementary education that just know that yes. institutions just can't they can't really prepare you for by the time they get their curriculums together the industry's changed you know
0: already I'm listening to um, one of my mentors on yesterday, and he was just referencing about artificial intelligence, how it's just going to be taken over um, within the next five years. I mean, you can go and travel and go to the airport right now and just stand in front of a monitor and just, they'll, they'll scan your eyes or they'll scan your hand and you're you're on yep. you're, you're going so what is going to be the need and the purpose of a, of a body being there other than to make sure that that computer system works yeah you know and then now because of the pandemic we can reach so many people broaden the, the the stretch or the reach because of virtual zoom what we're on right now you know the the podcasting so Um, face-to-face in-person type of um ordeals or forums are going to be obsolete it's it's no you know it's not necessary at all absolutely
1: so and that's and again you know it's 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 all about looking ahead and and whatever you can plan for ahead what do you see the future of your industry being you know uh you're in the the credit strategist i like to call Uh, you does that make Mm -hmm. sense is that an appropriate term yes yes, and and I think what do you see the future and some of the challenges um for you in regards to credit strategy you know because people maybe are not going to school as much say they don't buy as many houses or like right now everyone is starting businesses but I foresee in the next Mm -hmm. year or so most people will be closing businesses um just because it's difficult if you don't have a good strategy so what are some of the the things that you're seeing in your market
0: um i have seen many small business owners um they're having to transition um to virtual e-commerce um you know many small businesses are in the community where they're being patronized by um the consumers that are in the community um, so now they're having to transition um, the small mom and pops transition to e-commerce or provide a service or a product um, so that they can still be competitive within you know the, the market um, so sometimes it's um, kind of um, challenging because you have the small mom and pops they may be older they don't understand the marketing um, aspect um, they don't understand um, having to You know do everything online or application online or you know having to send their documents or whatever the case may be they're they're just used to someone face to face can i just go into the bank or can i just talk to such and such you know now um if you want to um um form a banking relationship you, you have to do it online almost, or you have to call or, or schedule an appointment to even see a person. It's not as easy as you can just walk into the bank and um, just sit down and have a conversation with the banker now. So right, those relationships are changing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Do you think that, um, do you see you the clients and the people who you're working with, do you feel like some of them are limited because of the debt that they're already in? based off of their schooling um who are like highly qualified to to serve in their business but they already have so much debt that they're having more challenges are you noticing that
0: yeah yeah i have a um, couple of clients um that are in that same situation so um i do assist with um personal credit as well um and that's truly where it all begins. Although you can build business business credit with your EIN and so that you can strengthen your business um, foundation on its own. But to get any further, you will have to utilize your personal credit in order to leverage um, much of what you're wanting to do with your business. So I do have a couple of clients um they made some decisions or um they're not understanding how they can turn this thing around. Um so I'm consulting with them as well on how to mitigate um that debt that they're in currently. What's
1: what's the um what are what are some of the average numbers you're seeing for uh student loan debt?
0: Oh, an average is about fifty fifty thousand upwards. Okay.
1: That's that's what I was. So I,
0: even that's funny that you that you asked that because I did a little research. So um there's one point five nine trillion dollars worth of federal loan mm-hmm. debt right now, as i And there's forty three point two million student loan borrowers. Forty-five percent of that is African Americans. Forty-five wow. percent that number. And there's only twenty-two percent Caucasian.
1: So you have a lot of folks who are going through the motions, right? They're getting these degrees and things right. like that, but right. um, you're handicapped because on the other side of that, you're fifty grand in the hole, and it affects your ability to then leverage your education, which you just paid for. Um, right. Well, I guess it's not—it's not necessarily leveraging your education, right? It's—it's. It's, it is. Go, well, go ahead.
0: It is. You were correct. Saying that you were correct in saying that because it's anything that you ever do, and when you invest in anything, you want to make sure that it makes sense, right? When you're when you're when you're making an investment, if I'm going to invest two thousand dollars into this training, I know whatever I get out of it, I'll be able to get whatever I invested in it and more. Correct. So the same thing is with the higher education if i pay $50,000 for my education or more i know that i can get a salary job or an opportunity of a job to make that and more within one year so i'm leveraging that degree to ensure that it was worth it all that investment in that time was worth it all and I, and
1: i'm i'm uh, the median for salaries at least in this area is not that much you're not, right. you could get a, a degree that costs you $50,000 from a really good school, like people encourage you to do, but then you mm-hmm. get a job at an entry level, which is about what you get for the most part when you're coming out of school. Um, even if it's somewhere on the admin level, it's still, at least here in the Midwest, you're looking at around 35, 40K a year which is less than what you paid you know for the entire degree to begin with plus you know obviously here in the midwest everybody starts families right away and starts having kids Mm -hmm. right away which is interesting okay um it's a kind of a cultural thing um right and so i just noticed that you know it's it's interesting because on the one hand we 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 want everyone to become educated. I think that's important. We need to all have some kind of a skill. Um, exposure. Yeah, absolutely. But at the same time, it's very difficult for me to justify the vehicles that we use to gain these skills. Because to me, the economy or the economic structure of wherever you live should support the education that you got. Um, Or at least the the organizations that are making money, millions of dollars, you know, in the area should support the education systems or, or should support the graduates coming out of those education systems. And what I'm noticing is that one, you get this great degree, but then people don't want to pay 60 grand a year for your expertise. They don't want to pay 50 grand a year. They want to pay 40 grand. They want to pay 35. They want to pay, you know, as little as possible. And so that's why I just think. We gotta restructure this, and and no, we can't force businesses to do anything. But what we can do is figure out alternative means to gain the skill sets that we're looking for in order to perform certain tasks, and we have a less overhead. Um, and so that's why I was uh, I I wanted to ask you, like, are there are there different what would be a, um, a credit strategy? for leveraging your your student loan debt or for um, financing your way through school? I mean, obviously there's FAFSA and things like that, but for somebody who mm-hmm. is already in debt or who is um, trying to figure it out, what would you suggest that they do?
0: Well, if you're already in debt, um, of course it's, it's just all gonna be based on a strategy. Um, budgeting plan um, finding out what options that you may have long term um, to pay out that debt um, that will fit the budget that you currently have or that you're wanting to essentially accomplish um, and it and it all takes in, when you begin the pathway, we're talking about the plan, the strategy. Yes, you may go into 50, $60,000 worth of debt, but the long run is, I mean, the short term is in the beginning, initial phases, um, where you making sure that you had a plan to, um, to kind of put that debt behind you um, where it's not going to be such long term I've seen where you can get an extra job a side job you know a small job that could be seasonal that could help pay down the debt um there's there just many options that you can put into place but of course you just have to have a strategy everyone's situation is different um, of course you can utilize um, a zero interest uh, credit cards um, you know just just doing things differently. Um, just being creative, just figuring out a strategy on how you want to mitigate the debt.
1: Right. So when you're when you're making big purchases and you're helping clients work through deals, what's the framework that you help them? uh, What's the framework you help them uh, work through when they're thinking about the risks versus um, the the potential uh, rewards of their investments? Um, How do you calculate that risk? Because for some folks, um, and even myself at times, all of that just goes right over my head. You know, I don't, I don't, it's difficult for me to, to think that strategically when it comes to credit. It's, it's, Okay. and I, and I, I hate to say that because it sounds terrible, but for any of those who are listening and who uh, also are just not bewildered, right, you understand credit, but you're just not good at it. And it just doesn't seem like, You would rather just work hard and do what you got to do, but you understand that's kind of a losing game. You really have to understand how to leverage time, resources, information. That's how you really get ahead, not only just in life, but in your personal finances and things like that. And so I'm learning new skill sets. So if any of you all who are listening to this podcast are in that same boat, um, I, I appreciate you for being here. because. I this is something I'm really trying to learn um and as we per, okay. as it pertains to education I think it's something we got to talk about there as well. It's like you know what what do I look for what's the first thing I should do you know yeah if if so like for my when I was um, working at my last job the median income for um, for my skill set was like sixty thousand dollars I was not making sixty thousand dollars at the, at the okay. institution where I was at. And so, um, and eventually, you know, some things changed and I ended up leaving there and all that other kind of stuff. Um, but I think a lot of people are in that boat. They have degrees, but they either have a whole lot of debt that they don't know what to do with, or two, they're in environments where people don't fundamentally value their skill set. And so Mm -hmm. you're completely being uh, underpaid. So what what's the the framework on how to think about that um, as it pertains to strategies to to pay it off or potentially um, to start your own business? Because now you got this amazing skill set. You live someplace where they don't value your skill set. So I'm going to make a business and I'm going to do this for other clients who do. So what what's the framework for navigating that debt and moving forward? Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is, all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kid Boy sent you.
0: Um, it's it's pretty simple. Sometimes business owners kind of um, make it complex, um, but the most important um, concept is that you wanna know your numbers. You need to know what your numbers are, um, especially if you're trying to make this work, the business, the passion that you have and that you're in now building, um, you wanna make sure that you understand your number. What um, product or service are you providing? What number are you wanting to reach? What's your goal? And then you just reverse engineer that. Um, What do you need to make daily? What do you need to make weekly? What about monthly? And then what about quarterly? You need to make sure that you're assessing all of that um, information, your numbers weekly and daily to make sure that you are on point. What is working? What's not working? Where are your strengths? Where are your weaknesses? Where are your opportunities? You want to understand all of that information. And just to boil it all down is what are your numbers? Mm. What do you need to do in, to ensure that you reach your goals?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really great is, is reverse engineering what success looks like for you. Um, right. Yeah, that's... That's really great. Mm.
0: Want to be unique for each business owner. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, the most important uh, concept is the mindset. Um, poverty is not a place, it's a mindset. Right. If you have if you're limiting yourself, um, a lot of things are will not happen for you um, because of your thought process how you're going to attack it how you're going to see it how you're going to walk that walk or take that journey it will you will be limited if you don't feel like you have the or if you don't feel like you have the resources or the tools you know to make sure that this happens for yeah. you they got to change your mind can mindset. you
1: tell us about um maybe uh, 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 <clears throat> give us a a an example of what a poverty mindset sounds like because you know some of us are very educated right um and you okay. can still have a, a poverty mindset and so right for those of us who are who are listening um and who are thinking well maybe I have a poverty mindset and this is not working yada yada, yada. um what well how do we identify when we're limiting ourselves right you said you know if you're going to go out on your own first thing you need to do identify what your targets are what your what it looks what success looks like for you and then start reverse engineering backwards that's really great and i think that's amazing um and then the next one is how do i identify when i am having a poverty mindset because you know whether i go to school or not go to school um I have to have the right mindset in order to utilize any information fully. Um, and right. I think some of us went into school with a poverty mindset and left school with a poverty <laughs> mindset, even more poverty yeah, mindset. Yeah, no,
0: no you know? change.
1: So how do we identify yeah. this poverty
0: mindset? Um, I have a coach, I have several coaches, um, but my coach that I, um, I really pull a lot of information from, um, it just starts with building yourself, loving on yourself, knowing that you have the ability, um, that you can accomplish whatever goal you put in front of you. Um, journaling, um, making sure that you write down things and you, you will identify how you shift in, um, and how you look at things. Um, and identifying if you have a poverty uh, mindset is when you limit yourself. Mm. Um, when you see things and you and you you say, okay, this is what I want to make, this is what I want to bring in for this week, this month, and then you find uh, barriers, you find distractions, you uh, and then you entertain those distractions, or you don't um, push yourself beyond whatever challenges in front of you. You know, um, my father always told me, or he he makes a comment is you can't open new doors with old keys. Mm. It's just not gonna happen. You're gonna have to change how you think, how you see things, um, how you introduce yourself, um, how you are going to enter into whatever conversation, whatever partnership, whatever relationship. Things will have to be different. You have to to choose that. You have to make that choice to do things differently or else it's gonna be called insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over, expecting a different result. So you have to come to yourself and know that I have to approach this differently.
1: Hmm. That's that's really great. Old keys can't open new doors. That's a bar for sure. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, -hmm.
1: Yeah, that's so what I'm what I realized, um, you know, even as you were saying that is that for ourselves, we go to school often. And that's another reason I think this is such a great topic um mm-hmm. it's because we go to school expecting other people to give us what we can't give ourselves. Correct. And
0: and you already have it.
1: And there were fundamentally that Yeah. And yeah. so you take on all this debt but you never mm-hmm. really practice any self-work because yes. they you don't you can't get a degree in self-work, right? Or maybe it's a psychology degree. But um they don't they don't emphasize these things. And so mm-hmm. you know, they'll tell you time management Time management's very, very different from self-work. It shows Mm -hmm. you how to show up on time, but if you're not really yourself any of the times, it doesn't matter whether you're late or not, you're not gonna get the most out of an environment. Um, And so I think people do leave college immediately with a poverty mindset because they already feel the pressure of having to pay all these loans back and they already see doors closing even as they enter into this new work field You know now it's the first person who will give me some money i'll do it because i have all this debt which is like was that that much different from when you were 18.
0: (laughs) no none and then you put them in a, a a stabilizing type of predicament you know where they're like stagnant um and and don't and not even providing them with the the recourse of becoming more creative on how they can accomplish going through school without taking on all of that debt You know, internships, creating relationships with um, businesses, um, you know, so that you that your skill set is already out there before you even complete college. Um, You you have some businesses that will um, sponsor your college, you know, the, the end term or wherever you are, they'll sponsor the rest of your college term. Um, And I don't think that in college or it hasn't clicked for a lot of students to become more creative on how they need to walk through that journey Mm. of school. They'll take on the debt. Um, it's, it's, it's just like, they. I don't know, maybe, I. okay, I can say I do know. Me, um, when I was a student, I just felt like it was free money. I didn't even understand really and truly, just to be honest, I didn't understand what it was until I became older and more experienced and wanted to have things and wanted to do things. And then I'm looking like, okay, my DTI, to income ratio, it's just, it's it's an imbalance there. What did I do? How did I get in this? How can I get out? Yeah. So that's where I was. So I know this. That's a lot of mindsets for different students. Yeah. So, and then
1: everybody couples up to try to fix it. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: Which is a uh, another strategy I feel like happens sometimes, and it's not. And again, I'm not you know knocking anybody's way. Uh, I'm just trying to identify areas where we might be doing it wrong so and we've identified a couple one is that we're not properly assessing our return on investment for whatever degree we're getting right right Right. Um, and two is that we are not working on our mindset when we are in school (laughs) we're expecting someone else to give us what we could uh what we will need to give ourselves which is confidence self-love Uh, affirmations and an understanding of what we uniquely bring to the table uh, and then right. three is we're not utilizing the time in school well enough to get us in front of the right, right people um, and I'm sure there are right. students and there are people who are listening to this who are like well I did all the things and yada 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 well the point is not to have all the answers it's just to have more solutions for the problems that are continuing to occur right so whether you're going back into school or not going back into school you know we're going to want to make sure that whatever we're doing especially in 2020 we understand that there what our return on our investment is going to be how we're going to utilize the information that we're getting um, and how we can start immediately implementing these things um, within our own consciousness as far as our uh, our own self-work, right, and our own self-development, and then physically into whatever industry you're trying to get into. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for as adults, that's easier, right? You know, and I think for young people who are going into school, you know, it's, it's really frustrating. They have so many different distractions and they're trying to process so much change all at once. Um, it just becomes a big deterrent, you know, and that's why, you know, the, the conversation that, well, should you just buy a house and just like chill for a year or two and then figure out what you want to do? Um, that way, at least you have a solid investment. You can leverage equity or something like that later. Or should you go ahead and, and, and take this dive and learn all these things? Um, I don't you know what? What would you say? would you prefer you've got a 16 year old right what would you tell her to do would you tell her to to own property or or leverage her credit some other kind of way or would you tell her she needs to uh learn as much as she can about something specific
0: a matter of fact i'm I'm, um right now as we speak she's going to start um well she's going to own her first um rental short-term rental arbitrage which is airbnb so um right Um, So I've taken her to the property. We did a tour of the property. She looked at all the amenities, told a little bit about the area, what's up and coming, why this is a good investment, kind of explained it to her. Then of course we did our research in reference to what is the going cost for daily rate, um, what she can look for as far as return on her investment, um, and then how she will um, utilize the, um, the assets, you know, the, the profit um, and then how she's going to furnish, how she's really going to build this particular business and when she can look for another investment. So teaching her now, because this is what's going on. I mean, you should not be behind the curve. A mother is an entrepreneur, right. so um, it only is right for her to understand that she has her LLC I made her pay for her formation um here that's three hundred and ten dollars um so just made sure made sure that she went through the process understanding the the prerequisites before she even formed her business which is the business address the business phone number um making sure she has a professional email when she's communicating um with the office of of where she's going to um, start her short-term arbitrage. Um, She's sending the information through her professional email. So she has to be professional as possible. So showing her how to build a small business as a big business. So there's there's many options for her. She wants to be a traveling nurse. She wants to do that, that's her passion. So we've talked about um, that opportunity she knows that um we're not going to be in debt while she's going to school we have to make sure that we look at all the opportunities as far as scholarships grants um making and also if there's any sponsorship so um it's well versed and we have that conversation very often that dialogue very often
1: yeah that's amazing so you know to those who are listening to this and they're possibly considering going back to school, um, what would you suggest they do? What was the first move? If you were gonna go back to school with your immense amount of expertise, what what would you do
0: first? Look at the cost. What will it cost for you to um, go to school? Um, What will it cost time-wise? Um, as far as sacrifices with your family um balance um in the long term is there will you be able to utilize this degree to its utmost mm-hmm. you know worth um and then of course making sure that you have a strategy if that's what you just feel like you have to do right um uh, that that's basically it that's that's you know what it's just that simple but that's a conversation that many 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 many, many over many students, did not
1: have. Yeah. yeah. Because they don't have the language for this. You know, they had, Correct. and that's why, you know, again, to anyone listening to this, you know, if you have your own opinions, please write, write in and let me know. It's Podcast at gmail.com. Would love to hear your, uh, and you can always go to the Facebook page and and uh, Empower You Podcast and, and drop some comments as well. Um, mm-hmm. But I think this is the kind of, com- this is the point of the conversation. I don't think enough young people are having these kinds of conversations. I don't even think as adults, we're having these conversations as much as we need to, um, because Mm -hmm. we feel the pressure. We feel pressure to perform. We feel pressure to provide for ourselves and our families, depending on you know if you're married and you have a family, you feel the pressure to keep the lights on. And if you feel like the degree that you have is not doing it, you're going to do whatever you can do to get another degree to try to fix it. And maybe that's not. I'm not telling you that's not, but maybe once you've had this conversation of what it's going to cost you, how quickly can you implement what you're learning uh, and what are the, what's the ROI on this investment? You know, these kind of conversations, right. you know, we have to start having because we need to be utilizing uh, higher education as a tool, not as 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 the source. Higher education is right. not the source because, mm-hmm. you know, and, and especially again, you know, I, I'm a millennial and so. Um, I've watched, you know, from my, from my dad's generation, um, yes. and, and the way that he encouraged all of us to now, <clears throat> to now what we're seeing in, in, in the marketplace, what we're seeing industries are toppling and new ones are popping right. up. What do you, how do you compete with that? You know, you have to take us. Uh, you got to slow it down. And figure out exactly what it, you're trying to do and then try to get as right. specialized as possible to in that. Um, I feel like gone are the days of like the jack of all trades. I feel like you can't, there's just too much. Like, I don't know. To me, right. you got to find a specialty.
0: One thing, do one thing. Remember, you know, the book, yeah. The yeah. One Thing. Just have to just be good at one thing and then capitalize on it from yeah. there. But you have to be known as one thing Absolutely. as
1: well and it doesn't mean that doesn't take a lot of extra skill sets right so for me podcasting right. takes um some uh, some measure of audio uh understanding audio video understanding um it takes a measure mm-hmm. of understanding people right and how to hold uh valuable conversations It takes so there's there's multiple right. facets of the one thing no one's saying that you got to sure. be a robot but Um, I I just I can't agree with you more you know it's the fact that you got to figure out what's going to work for you whatever your one thing is it could be a mixture of three or four things that you put together and that's what you're known for that's cool but Mm -hmm. just going back to school might not be the answer just you know uh, getting another class or like those might not be the answers because again the industry is changing so quick you could be doing you know repeating the same problem you Right, know? right what's one thing you wish people would think about um or would ask somebody about not just think about but what you think what's one thing you think people should do before they sign on the dotted line to go back to school or to even buy a house like who would you say they need to talk to? Maybe a lawyer or uh, or or uh, uh, some kind of, you know, obviously you're going to go to a realtor if you're going to buy a house or a counselor if you're going to go to school. But do you feel like there's a missing link there that um, people are not thinking about when they start school or they start trying to use their credit? In
0: reference to mm-hmm. credit or just in reference to um making the decision to go to school Well, in reference to credit
1: because you're gonna end up leveraging Mm -hmm. well unless you got like 20 grand laying around more times than not you're gonna have to put it on a loan or you're gonna have to take out do some kind of a credit agreement um and in doing so who do you feel like should be the number one person you talk to outside of just who the school or your local realtor agency they're gonna put you in the room with people but for right. you personally, who would you who would you say you would uh, you would recommend someone talk to?
0: Well, if you're talking about an investment of a home, or if you're even in commercial side, it would definitely be the lender because the lender is going to be the one that's going to offer you know the opportunity for funding or ensuring that you're in position to do whatever it is that you're wanting to do. Um, and and the, uh, there are many components that come into play, but you definitely want to make sure that you're speaking to the expert in that particular field or whatever area that you're wanting to um, take on or accomplish. Especially if you're talking about school, um, you just children, you want to talk to your parents um, because they've already had some experiences um, so they can enlighten you on some things. Student counselors um, could be um, an option as well, some experts sometimes they um, are not providing you with the um, information that is necessary for you to make um, an um, informed yeah. decision. Yeah, um, But um, you always want to make sure that you are provided with as much information as possible and make an informed decision before you move forward with um, any um, type of decision that you're going to make. That That's the way I would look at it. Um, I, I I mean, I hate to keep referencing to my my baby girl, but that's what I always, um, you know, imp- impress upon her is that if you have any type of situation or issue, you want to make sure that you have as much information as possible. Um, don't bring a um, a a, um, a problem. You want to bring some solutions. Right. That's what anything that you do. Um, you want to make sure that you have researched. Um, you have extended yourself as much as possible. Um, so that you can get some other, you know, strong minds um, to help with making that decision, but ultimately, that decision is going to be made by you.
1: Yeah, for sure. And I and I'll even add to that, you know, especially as it pertains to schools and things. If if you're an older person and you're thinking about going back to school. And if you're a younger Mm -hmm. person, you need to find the most successful person within that career field and ask them about what you're about to do.
0: Right. What was their challenges? What would they have done differently? Because
1: it's not so much about validation, but you need your counselor may not have any real reference for what your career is going to look like. Um, right. And you know, I can't speak to the whole buying a house thing. I would definitely follow what uh, Tomorrow was saying. You know, talk to your lender and get whoever knows the absolute most and who does not care whether you buy or not. That's who you want to talk right. to because they're going to have.
0: You know the. Go ahead. The I'm sorry. The lender. The reason why the lender is so important because they are the mediator mm. be, be in front of the um, underwriter and you. They know what the underwriter is looking for, so then they're going to have to make sure that they um, discuss that with you and communicate it as well as possible, so that when it's time to go down the line and meet that underwriter with the application, that you are sound, mm. um, that they'll be able to say, "Okay, I'm going to put a check mark on this." Otherwise, you can prepare, but you're preparing for what? You don't know what you're preparing right. for. You don't know. the underwriter is requiring um what they're looking for um what they're going to validate as legitimate that you are a you know a good standing for uh to to um take this loan take advantage of this loan so yes the lender is um, perfect for that conversation in any investment
1: that's a great that's a great way to put that because it would essentially be like the school counselor conversation, right? Your school counselor is only gonna tell you what they know and they don't know anything specifically about what you're trying to do. So they can only tell you what you need to know to get through that institution. That's all they know. By speaking to somebody in your industry, you know, I'm gonna go to school, to this school for this, blah, 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 what would you advise? They might tell you don't do any of that. They might tell you just apply for this internship or go Mm -hmm. to this or join this um this group there's and i'll use audio terms there's like different um audio and technology organizations and they have their own curriculum and their own certifications and their own stuff and so you once you talk to the person who's doing what you want to be doing they may give you completely different instructions they may be like i wouldn't do that because right it's not going to get you where you're thinking you're trying to go um, and they don't right. know they're not trying to trick you but they just don't know because they don't they're not here you know they're not pursuing your your same degree and right. so um i think that's just uh, we don't ask enough questions i didn't ask enough questions when i was going through school because yeah. i didn't know what questions to ask I didn't know to ask right. about. Okay, so you don't know
0: what you, you don't, don't know.
1: know. What you yeah. don't know, and I think for adults, for those of us who are thinking about going back into school, we have a better opportunity than young people do because now we've seen the whole picture and we can make mm-hmm. better decisions. Like talk to somebody right. about what you're trying to do, um, because mm-hmm. we only see things from our perspective, and by letting right. other people. Uh, in on what our plans are even though that could be really frustrating at times um i think right. that's uh that's a great way to mitigate some of the risks that you're that you're going through because you know in a multitude of counsel there is safety
0: that's the mindset yeah. opening up yeah. allowing others in that have the expertise that could shed some light on some things um that have already been through some of the um concerns or challenges that you may face that can provide you with um some interception that could you know with some solutions yeah. so that has a lot to do with mindset opening mm-hmm.
1: up that's a that, yeah we're, we're right back there that's the main thing they don't teach yeah. you in school is how to actually be a student not how to just regurgitate information but how to yes. be a real student yeah. of life you know, how to take your ego out of your education.
0: Yeah. Right. i taking the test but be the test. Yeah. I will be the test for this. I'm going to stay in this test. Yeah. That's amazing. Teach you how to take the test. Yeah. Mm. But I don't want that. I want to be able to be the test. Hey,
1: That's a, man, that's a, an entire philosophy around learning. Um, I hope oh, you yeah. guys are enjoying this. Um, this conversation mm-hmm. is one that I think You know i'm hearing a lot of people who i know who are contemplating going back to school to get advanced degrees to get masters to um kind of change some things up to open up some new lanes for themselves um i'm 30 so i've got different friends who've probably been in their career fields going on 10 years now and they're seeing some trends based off of the things that are happening in their industry that they're like yo I'm not gonna wait for this whole thing to fizzle out before I make my mm-hmm. next plan. And so now they're starting to look at other schools, they're starting to figure out what their next steps are. And I think that's what's happening with a lot of young people. And I say young people, I'm gonna count myself in that. You know, it's, it's a lot of folks who are assessing, where am I at and where do I wanna be? The pandemic totally upended everybody's plans, um, yes. most people's plans at least. And so now we're like, what do I do? Before we do any of these things, before you, you know, go buy that house or or start that new class, I just want to have okay. us. Uh, I wanted to make sure we have a conversation about what that really looks like and questions that we can ask ourselves before we jump into stuff, because you get emotional, you know, you you worry, you know, you invite in all of these negative perspectives through that you get from the media and all these other sources that tell you everything's on fire and run. And so you start doing things. Um, But I hope as you're listening to this, this gives you an opportunity to write down some things, uh, to to give yourself some question prompts, being, you know, how quickly can I implement this new information? What is my actual goal? And reverse engineer back to where you are right now. Um, you okay. ask some terrific questions uh, tomorrow about what does work look like for me. You know, what am I truly mm-hmm. trying to accomplish? You know, you can go mm-hmm. back to school, but if that's not necessarily what you want to do, maybe you like to build cabinets. Maybe you like to do woodwork, and you think that because you have this degree, you're supposed to do blood whatever. And and that could maybe not be the truth. Maybe you need a CNC machine. Maybe you don't need another degree. You know, maybe, you know, there's so many different things that you can do, but you got to start asking yourself these tough questions. And more times than not, people will just push you into decisions. And
0: right. Unfortunately, if you allow them to um, um, propel you into an emotional decision, Um, you mentioned that you were 30 years old. I'm 49, so I'm almost 50. So I have a 20 year curve on you. Yeah. So I've been I have a lot of experience um, to put into play when I answer questions. Um, because if anything, the pandemic should have taught us that relationships are important.
1: Mm.
0: Having relationships, getting into the right rooms and understanding how those conversations can impact the trajectory in which we want to go in, it made a big difference. Um, so when when you're planning and when you're strategizing, you have to think about the relationships um, that you are going to embark on. Um, who do you need to speak with? What dis- discussions or what conversations do you need to have? Um, not always thinking um, in tunnel vision or what you see, change the scenery, start having get, exposing yourself to different things. Um, we, many people were just doing business the same way, but that pandemic changed a lot of how people were thinking, how they did business, and the conversations that they were having.
1: That's so true.
0: That's my point, hmm that's
1: my point. That is, that is so true. What relationships do you already have that you're not capitalizing right. on that could change things?
0: How can you leverage on those relationships, right? What other relationships do you need to foster? Right before you get a lot right of it. <laughs> correct <laughs> correct because the relationship it could change some things for you just by having a conversation with someone else I'm um, talking about what you're actually wanting to do someone may know someone that knows someone that knows someone that'll get you in that room to have that impactful conversation for you that could change your life change your career change your your mindset that's what that's what it's about Opening up, yeah. not being closed, opening up.
1: Wow. That is huge. This is. Yeah. It
0: was a lesson. It's a lesson in, in this pandemic. Yeah. It was a lesson.
1: Yeah. And, and that's and that's why these kind of conversations are so huge. Because you just feel pressure right. to do something. Right. You know, you right. Don't think about, okay, well, who do I know that could actually, you know, help me? You know, what do I need to, what am I really, what's my real desire here? You know, you don't think about that. You're so busy trying to respond and you haven't asked yourself great questions and you have provided us with incredible questions that we can ask ourselves tomorrow. That that is, you are killing it right now. Um, So listen, before we wrap this up, at the end of every episode, we do thought exercises. Um, Mm -hmm. So I want to ask you, you know, how people can get a hold of you, how people can okay. um, start to adopt some of your philosophies, where they can follow you online, how they can maybe email you or or um, contact you if they're looking to do some type of business or, or uh, real estate financing. Um, and I just I got to get a thought exercise from you. There's so many questions that you ask that are so good. Are so okay. so 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 good, and so right, right, right. if there is a process that you take yourself through when you're frustrated or worried, if there is a certain thing you like to read, if there is mm-hmm. a philosopher or or a um, writer who you follow their works a lot, you know, I'd love to hear kind of how you get through things and how you arrive with these amazing questions being answered. Um, so I mean, what, what, what are, what are your thoughts on that? If you could give us a thought exercise and then we'll get all your handles and stuff, that would be great.
0: Okay. I have one, a thought exercise that I just implemented here, um, recently. When you, um, wake up in the morning, I have the 15 minute rule, which is of course, my phone is on do not disturb in the morning. So I wake up early rise, and for 15 minutes, I break it down into fives, three sets of five. So the first five minutes is prayer, um, thinking for existence. The next five minutes is meditation. And then the next five minutes is just silence. Just taking it all in, breathing, and just preparing for the day. So 15 minutes is what could make me or break me for my day. Hmm. Hmm.
1: That's amazing. 15 minutes. 15 minutes. Wow. What do you hear when everything is silent?
0: That's the point. What are you listening for? What do you hear? That could be the encouragement. That could be the affirmations. Um, that could be you. Just, just being one with yourself, mm-hmm. and just breathing. Just hear you breathe. Just hear yourself breathe. Whatever it is, make sure that you um, consider the fifteen minutes every morning. Every every morning that you rise. I see. Five minutes of prayer. Five minutes of meditation. Five minutes of just you yourself
1: that's amazing that's amazing five minutes of prayer I'm writing it down <laughs> five minutes of prayer yeah. five minutes of meditation
0: mm-hmm. so that could be reading a scripture um, affirmation just short and then five minutes to yourself and that that's the question um, that you will have to answer yeah. what do you hear yeah. what is that all about
1: yeah what is rolling around in your head that is needs mm-hmm. to get out. hmm mm-hmm. That's great.
0: So sometimes I'm unctioned to write things down in those five minutes. Just like you said, I have to get things out of my head, clear it, so I have a clean canvas for my day. Mm.
1: That's great that's great i hope you all wrote that down i definitely wrote it down my morning times are sacred and so uh, i'm always looking for new ways to really center myself especially in the morning if i can do a good job in the morning i feel like i have a much better day consistently
0: Yeah,
1: so this is this is super helpful i'm gonna i'm gonna start implementing that probably tomorrow (laughs) <laughs> because yeah. you know that's 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 part of my personal journey is really establishing the energy and the and the the mentality, the groundedness, the spiritualness of my space, of mm-hmm. my time, um, mm-hmm. and it prevents you from having all kinds of anxieties and things like that. Like, right? We all got stuff to work through, and doing this mm-hmm. kind of stuff is going to help you do that you know so thank you so 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 much for that how can people find you contact you work with you um because for some folks i'm sure they're thinking right now like i need to talk to her i got some serious stuff i want to do and i i need her to put me through my paces i need to to have this kind of conversation that i don't know how to have with myself so i need Mm -hmm. i need your help so how do those people find you
0: So you can find me on Facebook, Instagram as the Lucas Group Solutions. I'm there, and then of course my contact information is on um, on the Facebook um, page as well as Instagram page. Or you can just um, Google me on um, the Lucas Group Solutions dot com.
1: Awesome, awesome Mm -hmm. Lucas Group Solutions dot com. I love it. I love it. It's all
0: there. Our contact information, email, um, you can text, um, and then, of course. Um, if you send a message,
1: you'll get a response. Awesome! Thank you so so much for being here. I want you guys to take a second and go follow Tomorrow Lucas on all of the Instagram, Facebook, social medias. Go to the uh, lucassolutions.com uh, dot com and contact her. Let her know that you're you're interested in working with her. She has a bunch of uh, more experience, and uh, we we talked a little bit uh, before the interview, and I just I can't even. I, she's just an expert. there's there's stuff that I don't even know questions I don't even know to ask um that she'll just come out the back. Uh, and it's it's just it's just incredible. You really need to make sure, and this is what I mean by talking to someone who's a professional. Talk to somebody who mm-hmm. really knows the industry you're either trying to get into or the thing that you're trying to do. So for me, if I was gonna right. buy a house or something like, I would talk to someone like tomorrow because I want to know everything I don't know to even ask. Before anybody mm-hmm. tries to influence my decisions, what do I need? You know, and so right. if you are in a place where you're you're looking to do some financial moves um, and, and and take some risks, you need to you need to hit up tomorrow right. Lucas.
0: Yes, great. talking about personal personal credit, also business credit. Um, I help minority women own businesses, structure their business correctly so that they can immediately inject funding into mm. their business and essentially position their business to become bankable. Um, that That's necessary um, because I was, I'm was i in that space, minority, woman-owned business.
1: So. Absolutely.
0: And then of course, you always wanted to um, position your personal credit so that you can leverage to obtain larger lines of business credit as well. So there's a lot of opportunity there. Um, you just have to have a strategy. <laughs>
1: listen that is that is all your game look i'm gonna i'm gonna have to just uh ride on your coattails on some of your knowledge here because man (laughs) you got it figured out of course (laughs) well thank you so 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 much for being here to all of you who are listening thank you for listening if you are looking to start a podcast for your business um that is what i'm an expert in doing Um, And so I uh, enable you to start a podcast that will uh, not only attract more clients, but it can also help you attract more talent to your organization. A lot of businesses right now are hurting for talented, qualified uh, employees, um, as well as qualified leads for their businesses. And starting a podcast that demonstrates your expertise, the way you show up for your clients, your company culture, your mission values that you're aligned with um, can help you do just that and none of them are theories these are all things i've done myself helped my clients do and um so if that is something that you're interested in go ahead and uh, uh click the link in the show notes and i would love to speak to you so um thank you guys for listening again tomorrow you're the best and i appreciate you thank you <laughs> thank you I appreciate you all right it. y'all listen i will talk to y'all super soon with another episode Of Empower You Podcast. But until then, peace. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And It helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.